Hey, everybody. Hi. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Conversation Romance. The reading... <clears throat> Welcome to Conversation Romance. The reading edition. This is something we do here... Uh, I don't know. We're trying to do it more often. We, we need to do it more often. I enjoy it a lot. We started doing it last year. We read a romance novel. And who do I mean by we? I mean me, my dog trip. My name is Jeff. I am the host here at Conversation Romance... <clears throat> Let me slow down. I am the host at Conversation Romance. Hopefully we're not knocking on heaven's door tonight, but in case we are, we're all among friends, right? Alexa, pause. So what do we do on these, uh, the reading edition of the podcast? Well, we, what, seven days ago started reading a romance novel. The romance novel is named Burning Ember. An author named Sarah Arden. Now, not only is Sarah an incredible author, the way, and I know I've said this before, but you, if it's your first time, she needs she needs a credit given where it's due, and that is in her character development. Man, I tell you what, this lady, when she sets a pen to paper or a key to stroke, whatever, a finger to key. That sounds a little dirty. But as soon as she sits down and soon she starts describing somebody, by the time the first sentence is over, you're in love with them. Or you hate them, one of the two. That's one of the, I mean, I know I know authors that are really famous that I that I people read a lot of, and I, I read them and I'm like, who are we talking about here? I can't follow this, I can't follow that. And this lady. Oof, well, you'll see for yourself coming up. <clears throat> So like I said, we've been reading a chapter and I will continue to do so. We're also doing a live over here on TikTok, right? I don't get to monitor that. My uh, my executive producer here, she monitors that. But as soon as we're over, finished with this chapter, it's usually about 20 to 30 minutes, maybe 35. But whenever we're done here, we will do an after the show. We'll discuss the book. We do this. I'm trying to create a little book club environment, right? If you hear an irritating soul in the background, that is my... Uh, that's my... My heterosexual life mate and four-legged friends trip, right? He's just a, he's a mess. I would show you, he's sitting up looking at me like, what, Dad? But he's black and it's dark. You would never see him. <laughs> so if you hear any noise on the backside, that's it. So what is this book? Burning Ember is is the first book in a two-book series called the Ember Lake series. And it costs three ninety nine on Amazon at the moment for download only. It's a fantastic book. I'm telling you, if you listen to this one, thank you very much. But you have to read the second one. Oh, the second one. I mean, um, anyway, it just just the just the ability to spend another you know few moments with his family in the second book is as impressive as it is. But I don't know. She's really good. She does some. Out there stuff too. She has a bunch of different pen names that she uses. So we might be doing. <clears throat> we're, I'm, I'm looking at the possibility of doing. <sighs> I can't believe I'm going to say this in public. Just <clears throat> <clears throat> we're talking about doing a uh, a space like a sci-fi cowboy. 
romance novel. <laughs> Did you, did you even know that was a thing? My goodness, man. I had no idea. <laughs> That's a thing. A space cowboy romance novel is, I think, on the list to come up. I don't know. <clears throat> we'll see. If you have any ideas, if you have anything that you like, Please send it to me. Don't send me big stuff that's on the mainstream. Send me small stuff of small authors that maybe I could reach out to the author and say, hey, I'm going to be narrating your book online. I don't need your permission, but I would like your blessing. I don't have to have it. If I buy the book, I can read it whoever the fuck I want. But I would prefer to have the, have the permission, have their blessing, and maybe even listen to me every now and then. That way they can, uh, I don't know. Have some feedback because of what I do with this book, and you'll see in a minute. I don't. I'm, I'm reading it. It's the first time I've ever read. It. I've never. I've never read these words before. It's gonna be a sight reading, <clears throat> and in the sight reading, I'm. I'm not reading every word. I'm gonna mess a few words up here and there. I'm gonna have to rephrase some things, but I'm trying to make it flow a little bit. When it, when people when you hear audio books, those are scripts. Those aren't books that they're reading. So this is a little bit different. <laughs> yes, I'm online. I am at, uh, live online. I'm on a Riverside platform, and I do have uh, an audience feature here. We, I just don't know how to get the link out to everybody. It's on my, my conversationromance.com is my website. There should be the link there, and I can see you when you join. And you have a full chat feature. You have everything you need to know. And I can even make you a guest here if you have something you need to talk about. We can talk about that later. All right, so let's get to the book. That's what everybody, nobody wants to hear me jabber on anymore. Let's get to the book. So Ember Lake by Sarah Arden. Uh, we, when we opened this book, we met our hero is Hayden, Hayden Cole. He's a fireman. <clears throat> and he's always wanted to be a fireman and a hero because, well, everybody in his family, including his mom is. So, and our, her our heroine, our heroine, our heroine, everybody. Our heroine is a beautiful young lady named Sophie. Now, the first opportunity that Hayden ever had to be a hero, well, he hesitated. He did save Sophie, but he hesitated and caused her great pain. Several years later, they, were, they would visit each other on one day, the anniversary of their meeting, and that was the only time. <laughs> Surely, please stop, everybody. Please stop that shit. Just mute everybody if you have to. We're done with that. Both of you, Kelly, Jake, stop. Stop it all. Feel like a damn father, man. Grow up. That's so kid. Older man won't put up with that shit. Sorry, everybody. So we met. He hesitated. And she got she suffered because of it. And every year he would make a pilgrimage to her house and they would they would talk and she finally told him, just, why are you doing this? I don't need your pity. He goes, I don't want your pity. I want your friendship. And they want to be friends. And so they became friends like an instant, and they accidentally fell asleep on the couch and woke up. They accidentally ended up at a barbecue together, and they accidentally kissed, and, you know. So they're, <clears throat> they're trying to make this work. And that's where we find our, our hero in heroin. There's a lot of stuff in between, but that's why you have to listen. These are all available. And read the book, right? They're really good. <clears throat> so, oh yeah, glasses. 
Ah, chapter eight, Amber Lake. Here we go. There had been a marked change in her since she tried to speak to him. He hadn't, and he hadn't really listened. It was selfish of him. He should have let her speak. He, he should have put his own needs before. He shouldn't have put his own needs before hers. But <clears throat> he could tell by looking at her that whatever was on the tip of her tongue was going to devastate them somehow. And he wasn't ready to be devastated. She was still holding his hand while they walked. The moon was lighting their path perfectly. I'm sorry about earlier. She looked up at him with those eyes of hers and said, Sorry for what? <clears throat> I'm sorry that I didn't listen. It was a dick move for sure. Oof. This was the first time she had trusted him with something and he had pushed it away. He knew that was wrong and there was no way to build on anything in the future. Right? <clears throat> she thought about it for a moment. She goes, you know, not at all. You, you were right. Let's not spoil the magic, shall we? You can talk to me, Sophie. You know, I mean, contrary to my earlier behavior, I swear you can talk to me. It was almost like he had closed the door between them now, and he didn't. He didn't want it closed. <clears throat> I, I know that, Sophie. You know, she reminded him. She said, I know that, but I, and I don't mind letting this one take the bench for a while. You've, you've given me a pass that I don't deserve, Hayden, but I am more happy to take it from you. She nodded slowly, as in she needed to hear her say those words herself, and then just looked back at the path in front of them and held his hand. <clears throat> what could she possibly have to say that would make her think such a thing? He shouldn't have to ask her not to speak. He... <clears throat> Well, I've done that before. I've said things in relationships like, just let me finish. And then later, <clears throat> just let me finish. Fuck. That's not what I meant. <clears throat> I know your job is to listen to other people, Sophie, but you're human. You need someone to tell your secrets to as well. And I want to be that guy. Yeah, he did too. He wanted to be that guy more than anything. And I will be. I I will. I will talk to you. I will tell you everything, Sophie said. But but like you said, let's stay right here. Let's stay let's stay where we are. Right here. For just a little while longer. I mean, it didn't take him long. He didn't have to think about it very long. He's like, Yeah, we can stay right here as long as you want. Right? Who wouldn't want to be in that, that young stage? Right. Hmm. <clears throat> when they got to her house, she looked at him and said, Coming in? Uh-oh. 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 Coming in. Hey, big boy. I'm coming in. 
Is that a good idea? He wanted to touch her. He wanted to be close to her, and he wanted to kiss her again, taste her again. He wanted to be with her in all ways. Well, I like it. Sophie didn't have to let go of his hand. She hadn't let go of his hand yet, right? He said, okay. She still hadn't let go, and neither had he. He laughed, and he said, but I should. But I really want to come in. Then you should come in. Remember, dessert first, life's too short. Her cheeks got really red because when she meant to, well, you know what she meant. <laughs> Suddenly, he no longer doubted his ability to be a gentleman. That sweet blush reminded him of how much she had trusted him. How this thing between them was deserving of a gentle hand. That son of a bitch. How about a round of 80s action flicks? The, the hell? That sounds good, but I warn you, when I say I'm going to put on something more comfortable, I mean fuzzy lounge pants and socks, dude, so... <clears throat> well, you're speaking my language because you have no idea how sexy I think that is. He wasn't teasing her either. Thinking about her all soft and sweet. It made him wonder just how soft and just how sweet. You know what I mean. <laughs> all right. She laughed, of course. That little giggle that you guys do so well. The sound of it, a, a balm to everything, <clears throat> a cooling salve, if you will, to everything that hurt on his body. Oh, so, Hayden Cole, you don't like lingerie. Whoa, 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 let's not be hasty there, as he followed her inside. <clears throat> I pretty much like everything, I mean, if we're going to be honest, but as he was turning like three sheets of red... Oh, good to know, she said. Well, if you'll excuse me, I will go slip into my super sexy fuzzy slippers. Oh, yeah. Hey, as she was walking away, he said, Hey, if you have some with the bunny ears, I really like those. Oh, shit. Are you kidding me? It had never been like this before between the two of them. Even though that he was so attracted to her, he was just, oh, there was something about her, right? He didn't feel the pressure of seduction. Oh, we got to talk about that one. Whew. <clears throat> the tension between, there was, I mean, there was tension between them, yeah, but, I mean, <sighs> he didn't feel that he had to make it like a move, like, like, <sighs> Right? No, no move was required. He could... He could be himself. Look, they could laugh together. Like They could be silly together. This was how it was supposed to be. He, I mean, he was wondering if... <sighs> He's wondering if he'd been that way for Livy and Ben. If it would ever be that way for Livy again. Or if once you had it and lost it, it was simply gone and you weren't ever able to have it again. 
He had wondered if she had really ever laughed or taken joy in anything without it being soured by her loss. Like, once you lost your husband, could you enjoy anything again? He wondered if he let himself have this, have Sophie and have this feeling in his life. Would the same thing happen to him that happened to Ben if he was lost? Would Sophie just be better off in the end without being with him at all? Hayden kept remembering what she had said about agency. This was important to her. He knew that not trying to make decisions for her were a really big thing for him, right? I mean, if she didn't blame him for what happened to her, why did he? He sat down on the couch and took his boots off and shit, every time he refused to accept what she said, he was refusing to accept her agency. He knew that, but he couldn't get past it, which was wrong on so many levels. She was, she was the one who had lost something, not him. She was the one who had suffered. Oof. <clears throat> Or was he simply trying to make excuses so he wouldn't feel guilty when they did sleep together? Why would he feel guilty? Oh, because he saved her. All, oh, he saved her all his life. He, and now he wants to... I can see that. That's sensitive son of a bitch. I love that guy. Do you see what I mean about her characters? And somehow or another, I knew that from the first time we talked to that guy, right? Oof. She emerged from the back hallway wearing exactly what she had promised. Blue, fuzzy lounge pants, matching socks, and a welly, a well, a well, a well-worn t-shirt with a faded glittery unicorn. I like seeing you there, she said as she was coming through the doorway. I like being here. Good. I had a lot of fun tonight. She gave him a big old hug sitting next to him. Me too. I think we should make it a regular thing. I'd like that. Oh, really? Well, is tomorrow too soon? Is it tomorrow right now? Well, then today then. Well, as she settled in and kind of nuzzled into his chest, his big, strong, muscly fire chest it's today she just settled in right now this this can be the date that doesn't have to end he was silent because a date that never had to end sounded like forever it sounded like a commitment Oh, shit. Like everything, he was afraid. He was afraid to let himself have... Hey, can I ask you something? What is it? And she looked into his eyes. If something happened to me right now, what would you do? Watching the play of expressions on her face, he continued. It's morbid, I know. It's morbid, but... I have to know that you understand the risks. 
This this next move kills me. She reached up and cupped his cheek. If you guys, you guys have any idea what that does to us about how how it changes instantly our demeanor when I mean when you look at us when you hold our gaze and reach up and softly grab our cheeks so this is big this is a big moment <clears throat> she reached up and cupped his cheek and said I am not living she survived, but she blames Ben for dying. I'm not going to blame you for answering something you feel you're called to do. It would be like asking you not to be who you are. Would it break me for a while? Of course it would. But I've been living with that since I was a kid. It doesn't change anything. You swear it? I swear it did Shit. She swore that. She said that without any obvious hesitation or doubt. And right then, right that moment, something in the air changed. All right, was it in the air? Or maybe it was something inside him. He kissed her. He kissed her like he was drowning. She was his heir. He kissed her. Like there was nothing in the world but the two of them. Man. He kissed her like tomorrow didn't matter. Because tomorrow was yesterday and yesterday is tomorrow. He kissed her because tomorrow didn't matter. There was nothing in the world but them. The only thing that mattered was this moment. Oh, man. Is this real? She whispered as his lips kept probing hers. Sophie, this is the best dream. <clears throat> I used to wonder what this would be like. She mumbled. And this is so much better than anything I could have come up with. <clears throat> Tell me what else you imagined. So smooth. He probably shouldn't have asked. It would only lead them further into territory that they were waiting to explore. And this is obviously a female author, because that's why he asked. I wanted you to be the one. Oh. I wanted you to be the first. <laughs> the only. Will I be? Did you say that? I'm the ignorant son of a bitch. He's, oh my God, come you can't. He wondered, like, oh my God, is she a virgin? I mean, it didn't matter really. I mean, but the mechanics, he would, I mean, he didn't want to hurt her. <laughs> he said, no, no, you won't be the first. Oh, does that bother you, though? He goes, oh, dear God, no. 
I was I was actually relieved a little, and she's like, "Wait, what? Why?" Well, uh, okay, calm down, <laughs> relax. I was uh, it was a lot of pressure, knowing that I was a fantasy, and if I was your first as well, it's been a while for me, and I don't I don't know if I can live up to it. <laughs> I don't know if anyone can live up to that. <laughs> Sophie pressed her forehead into his forehead, smiling really big. Now you know how I felt being a thing on a pedestal. I mean, I definitely like being a real woman instead. Real women get kisses as she cupped his cheek. But don't doubt, though, even though when I was a kid, I made you into my knighting shiny armor, I do see you, Nate. And you aren't real to me. Hearing that from her lips was as heady as her kiss. Come to the bedroom with me, she added. The moment he had been so determined to stay in was shattered. But he was thrust forward into another that he wanted to keep. His lips bee stung from his... Her lips, sorry, her lips bee stung from his kiss... Whispering her sweet invitation, he could replay it again and again forever. And he will, too. <laughs> Are you sure this is what you want from me? For a second, he was afraid that was all she wanted. That he was a novelty, the toy that she thought she couldn't have. Maybe she didn't really see who he was beneath, and maybe... Maybe it didn't matter. Fuck it, Rick. <clears throat> I want everything from you, Hayden. Everything you want to give me. What if I just wanted to hold you all night? What if you did? I want to wake up next to you. I want your hands on me. I want my hands on you. Dessert first. She sat back and tucked his hand. You said this is a dream. I want to try everything before we wake up. I don't want to wake up. As he followed her into the bedroom. You sons of bitches, man. These are good books. I'm not, it's not over. We have more to do. We have more to do, but this is a good book. I have so much to say about all of this. Oh my goodness. How many more we got? Oh, we're almost done. Okay. All right. <clears throat> oh, you ready? <clears throat> As he followed her into the bedroom. When morning came. Who's morning? I thought it was just Hayden. And, oh, when the morning came. It found them in her bed, still dreaming, or so it seemed to her. She had literally gotten everything she had wanted. She knew what it was like to spend the night in Hayden Cole's arms, to kiss him, to touch him as she wanted. To be kissed, 
to be touched by him. Just to see him in the bed next to her, his long lashes dusting his cheeks while he slept. His strong arms in the pale morning light. It was what she wanted to look at every day for the rest of her life. She loved this man with every fiber of her being wholly, completely. Which is why she knew she had to confess the truth to him. She couldn't take the pass that he had given her. Somehow, his permission to be weak gave her the courage to be strong. Even if it meant losing him. And Sophie didn't want to halfway or lie or anything. This had been the best week of her life. It wasn't, it wasn't just because she got Hayden Cole. I mean, that made her ridiculously happy, but it was more than that. It was a sense of community and family she had finally gotten to experience. It was starting to believe that maybe she mattered as a person. Especially when she helped with Royce and Libby. When Allison Cole said she loved her, She had seen what it could be like, and she had believed for the first time that maybe she deserved it. Sophie lay there as the sun climbed higher in the sky, and she did not want to move. She had some sessions later in the morning, but she wasn't going to stay in this spot with him until she absolutely had to move. She wasn't going to go away. The even sound of his breathing soothed her. Reminded her to breathe sometimes, to pull in all the joy and contentment she felt, and to let go of everything that didn't matter with the exhale. He rolled over and tucked in against her real snug and nuzzled her with his nose and said, Don't go to shit, baby. I'm not going anywhere. I thought you had to work. Just one session and I'm yours. Be mine all the time, and I will lend you to your clients. Well, who should argue with that? You want some breakfast? Always. Reluctantly, she climbed out of bed and headed for the shower. She couldn't very well video chat with her client looking like she just crawled out of bed. She'd always been careful to counsel clients against the turn, uh, against the turn her thoughts had taken. Sophie knew building castles in the clouds was a dangerous pastime. But she built them nice and tall right now. When she was young, and he, he seemed to have decided it was okay to just hoist her up that ladder, didn't he? That's what we talked about today. Was that it? That's how it ended? That was 30 minutes? No. That's it? No, I want there to be more. Oh. Okay, well. Did I skip a page? No, I didn't. Ah. Oh, well. That was 30 minutes? Really? Holy shit. Okay, well. That was chapter 8, everybody, of Burning Ember. Of Sarah Arden. My gosh. Well, that, that leaves me wanting more.
You sons of guns. All right. Well, that's uh, over on the podcast, everybody. Thank you very much for joining in the Conversational Romance, the reading uh, edition. We do this every night at 8 p.m. If you want to join us live on the podcast software, it's on my, uh, the link is on my website, conversationalromance.com. Um, and we also do a TikTok live, but I can tell you the advantages of being on the podcast are the sound. The sound is much better, much higher quality, and the video is better on the podcast. So if you want to join that, you can. The podcast is free. The podcast is called Conversational Romance. Spotify, Apple, anywhere you find your podcast needs. My name is Jeff Johnson. I'm your host. I am available for parties, bar mitzvahs, funerals, uh, private readings, anything you need to do. Alexa, play some funky music. So, y'all have a fantastic evening. I hope you enjoyed the book. All the episodes are free on the podcast. Y'all have a good night. Bye, everybody.